who's up for some scrubbing in? I'm always up for some scrubbing in. You know, I was saying. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly, an iHeartRadio podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We are scrubbing in, and it's me, and it's Tanya, and it's Mark. Hi. And Easton. Yay. And I have been so excited for today because I really missed you. <laughs> I saw you on Friday. A, it's Monday for reference. <laughs> for reference. It's been it was a very long weekend and I only saw you on Friday for a very short amount of time. It was about I would say close to an hour that we were Definitely not. I was there for fifteen minutes. No. First of all, it was definitely not fifteen minutes. It was yeah, she came over because you were looking for an outfit for uh night to shine. That's right. And we found one. We found one. See, Tanya is in she normally for events will dress a little more on the like sexy side of things. Yes. I said you gotta you gotta keep it classy on this one. You gotta keep it for night to shine. Modest is hottest. Yeah. yeah. Modest <laughs> is hottest for night to shine. Um, explain explain night to shine for people who don't know. Okay. And also, uh I I knew that myself. Like when I went to, when we went to Chalk Prom, I wore like a really not like it wasn't scandalous. I can't remember what she was. It was like a brown velvet dress. It was cute. Modest. That one that your leg was like, it was like up to your like crotch? <laughs> well, first of all, let's not compare what you wore to Night to Shine and what you wore to Chalk Okay, okay. It was cute for sure. But. Uh, Night to Shine is basically uh, an event that uh, the Tim Tebow Foundation does. They do them all across the country and other countries, I believe. Yes. Um, there's about 500, over 500, and they're, they all happen the same night, and it's a prom for people with special needs, mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful. Like, when when they have people, like, roll up in limos, and then they have a red carpet that they all walk down, oh, and everybody, like, cheers so them on, cute. and then there's, like, karaoke, and there's, like, a little bar where people are, not bar bar, but, like, a bar, like, a makeup bar, and, like, get your nails done, yeah. and then there's, like, a food, beauty bar, beauty bar, and, like, a dance floor, and then... Towards the end of the night, um, they crown every guest like king and queen. Everybody gets to be crowned, and like it was really emotional. Was I love that. Like, yeah, I would. I could totally see how that'd be emotional. Yeah, and Chad Beach, my pastor, was there, and um, Julia, his wife, and they got to walk their daughter Georgia down, Aww. and that was like watching her get crowned. I was. Just, it was like really emotional. Yeah, it was like all. Yeah, it was beautiful. It's such a beautiful thing that. How that long has she been does. doing it? That's a good question. I don't. Actually, don't know. What's the question? How long has Tim Tebow been doing this? Yeah, because yeah. it's his foundation that puts these together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer to that either. I just want to make it clear we're talking about Tim Tebow, and if you don't know the situation, <laughs> Tanya was planning to meet Tim Tebow there. Yes. Okay, this has been just dragging on. A like bit. it's just one of those things where there's just one, what's it called? Like one degree of separation totally. every time. Of as far as like you were, but we could have. Uh, gone to eat or you could have when was that after oh yeah after the amas yeah 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 and he was sitting at the table next to all your friends uh-huh. and it's like these things keep happening whether he's at church or whatever and we just keep missing him so i thought this is going to be the night where she meets him yeah and what happened but maybe that's it maybe the universe keeps trying to put you guys together but that wasn't the night but it will happen and it will happen when you least expect it yeah i was thinking about that on the drive here i was thinking you know what Maybe that I feel like that night for him, there's so much going on that your totally. interaction with him at most would have been like, hey, hey. Yeah. And as it should have been, you know what I mean? Like, and for me, too, like I had the best time. I was like 
dancing the whole night. Uh, I made a bunch of new friends. You know, yeah. like it was it was just so much about not me. Does yeah. that make sense? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it was such a great night that I, I I had the same feeling. Although like it was like I I also realized how many people are so invested I because I have never been inundated <laughs> with so many messages. And I also realized too. For some reason, I think of this podcast as like we have our listeners, and then I work on the Ryan Seacrest on Earth, Ryan Seacrest, and we have those listeners. I didn't realize how many like listen to both. Yeah. I had no idea until both, <laughs> both <laughs> until this Tim Tebow thing because that's I, a lot of Tanya. Yeah, and these, but everybody was saying I listen to the podcast and the morning show and both. Like it was just like I got inundated with a lot well I was gonna ask you did you feel like not because it wasn't like you had any control over the situation like him not being there but did you feel like this like pressure like like you let like not that you let everyone down but that I'm sorry no no 100 (laughs) percent. yeah because everyone I was reading like comments and stuff and people were messaging me because they're like keep me posted (laughs) and they're like why aren't you with her and I almost like just got dressed and was gonna go with you when you said that no one could go but yeah I also like. I was so anxious to hear. I was like nervous for. <laughs> I know it's like so, and I don't get. That's the thing that's so sad is I don't get nervous at all for anything, and I was nervous for about. I I don't I, well, I think because now it's just been so blown out of right. We yeah, talked, all all of Thursday on the Secret Show we talked about yeah. it. All of Friday, mm-hmm. and then he said to you, "Don't tell anyone anything till eight o'clock Monday morning." Yeah, and then we'll just tease it all morning long. So you knew you're we like, <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> You were really funny on Ryan's show when when you were like so calm, cool, collected, and then as soon as the call was over, it was like, was that cool? Was that cool? And then you said something. You were like, should I do blah blah blah? I can't remember what it was. And it, they were like, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, like, Ryan. Ryan told me to bring him a boutonniere. Yeah, from which is Ryan. Cute. I liked that. And then I said, oh, maybe I should bring him like one of your ties. Like, oh, Ryan that was distinction ties. Such and- a terrible idea. Yeah. It would have been so awkward. Here is Tanya being cool with Tim Tebow. Really good talking to you guys. And Tanya, maybe we'll see you tomorrow night. Sounds good. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Y'all have a wonderful day. I can picture her just like with the biggest smile on her face, like hold, just holding everything she can back. <laughs> like, taking every part of power that she has in her body. But so, and so I, for, I, I kind of was in my head a lot that night because I'm like, this guy probably thinks if he, if anybody that he knows listens to the show, I come off sounding so crazy. <laughs> and I was like, this guy probably thinks I'm so psycho. And I was talking to our friend Graham Bunn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've mentioned him a lot this morning. Oh, my Mark. God. Like, who this is guy? This like, guy? I've never heard of this guy. And now she's mentioned him 12 <laughs> times today. Well, I talked to him a lot uh, at that night, and he was like, that's so great, like, about Tim. And I was like, yeah, he probably thinks I'm such a creep. And he was like, are you crazy? We're all friends with you. We love you. If he, you know what I mean? Like, he know, like he knows that you're friends with all of us. Right, so I was right. like, okay, at least, like, yeah. have people to- <laughs> Well, if Tim got 5% of the inundation that you got, he's very aware of what's going on. Right. Right, don't we think? Yeah. Oh, for I sure. He, I mean, she's... I bet people have tagged her in all, a lot of his posts or sent messages. Like, if he checks any of that, he's probably. But I don't right. know if guys check all their stuff like girls do. But again, if he got any of it, if he checked yeah, any he of it. Yeah, he even was just checking to see if, like, what the people were saying about <laughs> Night to Shine, he probably saw your name somewhere. So we never really said, 
Tanya went and he didn't show up because he was held up at other events. Right, right. So right. he didn't end up at the same one. So disappointing. However, and this is, by the way, this is breaking news. This is an exclusive to Scrubbing It with Becca Tilly. Oh. So Amy, who's not here today, but uh-huh. you know Amy, she's on here usually. Uh-huh. She reached out to Tim's people about coming back on the Seacrest show. Yeah, we should also preface that Ryan is very interested yes. in this. Tim says he will come back on. <gasps> We're working on Wednesday, Valentine's Day. But the question <sighs> is... Would he agree to come back on if he was aware of this? I think he has to be aware of this, and that's why he's agreed to come back on. <laughs> Wait, so he's going to be in the studio? I don't know about that. Oh. But he's willing to return to the show this week. On the phone, maybe. Uh-huh, maybe. <laughs> How, are you going to be able to hold it together two, two phone calls in a row? Yeah, but then it's like, then what, what again? I, no, but see, I don't think so. I think Ryan's going to be more uh, yeah, yeah. aggressive this time. Yeah, I like, think he's going to let it lift up the curtain and let him know what's going on. Well, it was really funny because he was asking, like, what side of the bed does he sleep on? And <laughs> it was actually a really funny bit. Like, Poor guy was probably like, this, this is the so weirdest weird. interview I've ever had. <laughs> and then little does he know, like, Ryan puts him on hold and he's like, oh, my God. We're like, oh, oh it was like a full blown celebration. Everyone just because he was like, maybe we'll, maybe I'll see you there. You would have thought like, he proposed. <laughs> Keyword well, maybe though, maybe. as it turned yeah. out. Yeah. Let's just say, like, when you meet him, the story just everyone's gonna be so excited. Oh, it's just a lot. And so you had to decide what to wear, knowing you're going to a charity event for special needs children. But you also want to look good for Tim Tebow. That's a tough line to walk. I think we I had did the it, perfect yeah. thing for her. Yeah. yeah. Becca think- had not just one. She had three. Actually, yeah. three of those. This I- red outfit was yours? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. And it was like a classy jumpsuit that was like, it was red. So it had like that sexy vibe mm-hmm. that was like appealing, but also was like, you looked very classy. I think we did a morning hack once that said the, the best color to wear on a date is red. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, it is right. I remember. It's like the good ones I <laughs> store in, store in the, <laughs> the important ones. Yeah, the important ones. <laughs> um, so I went to Santa Barbara this weekend, and I don't know why. I think I think talking to the psychiatrist kind of got me um, like, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to put myself out there more and not be so scared of what might happen and focus on, like, the good things. This is good. This is progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, d- I re-downloaded dating apps. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Becca. Yeah, that's back. about as far as we got. Back. So <laughs> I downloaded them. I matched with a few people. But I was like, you know what? Maybe I just... I'm so, like, the thought of going on a date sounds so scary. It's just like, oh, getting ready, going out with a stranger, having small talk. I already did it a few weeks ago. I'm not (laughs) saying I'm, like, (laughs) incapable. But it's like, I think in my head, I think of how that went and how it was not a waste of time, but there was nothing, like... That's what dating is. It is a lot of waste of time. So wait, nothing came out of that, right? Right. You were not totally against a second date, Uh, but but he never reached out? He did. I just didn't reach Uh. back out. That's okay, because if you're not feeling it, like, you're not feeling it. I don't... (laughs) What's so funny? Because Dating is a waste of time. That's the, like, worst way of looking at it, because... But it's so true. But you need to do it. It's like a necessary evil. Is that the right phrase? Yeah, very good. But I liked the fact that when Robert and I started dating that we were friends first. It was comfortable. But that doesn't happen always, you know? But I want to be friends with whoever I start dating. But you will be. 
you will get to that point. So I start dating them and we're like. And then you become best friends. That's not how dating works. That's not how you go into a date. No, not really. No. <laughs> you don't go into a date like wanting a best friend. You go it's in not wanting a progression, a and best friend <laughs> yeah. is one of the points along the progression. Oh no! No. <laughs> She's Tanya's like on BFF Bumble searching. <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't I find the first? <laughs> it's like all girls. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be that casual on a dating app that you just download it every so often and then delete them and then download them? Oh Don't my you have to God. spend my, time on your bio and everything else in there? My brain is so casual. Everything's so casual. So do you go through and answer all the questions about your favorites and Mark, everything? Mark, you don't know about dating I don't. Because there's like two questions. Oh, is that no, really? No, unhinge, unhinge, there's like, I think three or four questions and you have pictures in between. Oh, really? It's funny, yeah. Oh. Hinge is actually pretty entertaining because like I was saying- Should I get on Hinge? One, yeah, Hinge is, hinge is good. One of the guys, it was like a uh, biggest pet peeve, and he was like, when someone says both instead of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. not Tanya's Cross guy. Him off. You'd have to really focus on both. I would, yeah, and then I'd be like paranoid. Then I'd be like, <laughs> Why am I dating it. you? <laughs> <laughs> the deal breaker. Deal breaker. <laughs> um, but this is exciting. This is a breakthrough moment. I'm glad you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, I just feel like whatever the reasons are that I have that. And I got so many messages about listening to the last week's podcast, and they we were got a like, lot of emails. Really? Yeah. What were people saying? Well, they loved it. They loved how open she was. That it was very brave of Becca to go through that stuff. Yeah. And a lot of people related to what she was saying to the therapist, so I think it helped them as well. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. That like, I guess for me, what I took away from it with you is that you fear the, um, you fear like a break. You feel you fear that the person's being taken away from you. Yeah, I guess it's like a fear of like something going bad. Mm-hmm. It's not so much like it's whether I lose feelings or they lose feelings right, or right, right. something morbid. I don't came, know. Wait, what did it come down to? Being open to the possibility but not attached to the outcome. Nice. Was that y'all's quote? <laughs> that wasn't what she said though. No, no, no. Oh, no, okay. No, no. I was like, I feel like I've heard that before. But, but you um, said something you gonna... to Tanya on your way up here today. You texted her something that was very interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My unsexy face. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about that, but I also want to know, uh, are you going to keep seeing a therapist, you think? Or, like... I mean... No. No? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, the thing is, if I if I really wanted to dive into this and talk to someone, I think after thinking about it some and, like, actually ha- talk, having this short conversation I had with her, it, like, opened a lot of why I fear relationships like it was almost like an aha moment oh um that's exciting which i think i subconsciously knew all this time but it was interesting talking it out and like having someone like bring like actually put into words Mm -hmm. i guess um but yeah i feel like i'm going through an unsexy phase and i don't know if that's the right way yeah i was like i don't know what this means okay (laughs) like are you drooling or like what's happening no, no, no. It's like a, I don't know. It's, I think it's, it's more of a mental thing than it is like a physical thing. You know? Um, so <laughs> Clearly, enlighten so, me. Okay. So I feel like around, or last year, maybe in the summertime. Oh, wow. This goes back. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, yeah, this kind of goes back. I feel like I could go out. First of all, I was more into like going out and being social and I felt like I could go out, and if I walked into a place, like a bar or something, I never, and this is a little bit arrogant, but I never was like, 
in my head, I was like, well, I won't probably won't have to pay for drinks tonight. You know, like I was like, someone's going to pay attention to me. At the time, I think Robert and I were kind of on and off. So I think I had the confidence of like him, like I had, like we were kind of still together. So I had him, but also, and it wasn't like, oh, I'm looking for someone to like hook up with or anything, but I just thought I would, I'd have attention. Lately, I feel like I don't have that. Like, it's not that I'm not confident or think that I'm like unattractive or anything, but I don't have that like air of, I don't even know what it would be called. Like, right. Normal. What? That's normal. Oh, I thought you were saying air of normal. That air of like, oh, I'm going to, I feel confident walking into this place by myself or going out and feeling like I can go up to the bar and someone's going to offer to buy me a drink. Hmm. Is it a feeling you have or is it a, are you not getting the response that you normally get? It's it, a feeling I have. Okay. I haven't, I haven't really gone out or any, and I don't know if it's like the winter and it's just like, Cold. I'm in like that. Yeah. And I like, don't want to go out. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like. <laughs> Half the country, it's zero degrees right now. And you guys are complaining it's too cold at 62. I'm saying, <laughs> it's freezing. It's below 70 right now. But it's true. I don't like to go out when it's like below 60. <laughs> <laughs> when is it ever below 60? I just, this morning I left the house and I was like 42 yeah, at night at night it really cools down yeah um <laughs> but I think it's just like I don't really even have any desire to go out and experience I guess it's like I don't even care you know like last year I just yeah. felt like I was like oh I want that attention or I want to feel that way and I don't know if it's because I'm just like I don't care well yeah I mean I just don't think that you I think you're in a phase of not I think right now to you, dating is more work than like, it's hard to explain. I can't, it's like, you know, I can't really put my finger on her, you know, it's like you put it there and then she flies over here. But like, it's, it's like you want marriage and family and kids, uh huh. but what? not quite right now. Cause you're enjoying being single. And I think but that's I'm okay. Not, I mean, I'm enjoying being single, but not in the way that most people enjoy being, not the standard enjoy being single. Like, I'm not going out with different people and, like... Right, 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 right. I'm just... But I think that there's something to be said about that, too. Like, I think so many people have said to me, enjoy this time that you don't have... You know, you can say yes to plans if you want. You don't have to think about getting a sitter or, like, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that. So you are doing that. You just went, <laughs> picked up and went to Santa Barbara for the weekend. That's single freedom girl. <laughs> yeah, well, I do a lot of, like, traveling. I mean, that's kind <laughs> of something I do, but when Did I you go... you go by yourself? No, it was some girlfriends. Okay. Yeah. Fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Is it normal for women to feel, to go through these unsexy phases? I don't know. Erica says yes. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I yeah? think so. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard to say because, like, I've never been the person that, like, walks into a bar and is, like, I've never had that. It's weird because I feel like I'm a confident person, but I feel like I've never been that person that, like, walks into a bar and is, and is like. I feel like lately you've recently you've felt that more when you go out to places there's like there's no guys no guys yeah no well, guys. we talked about mojo you got your mojo <laughs> yes. back yeah yeah, yeah. I we, do have we had that's, moments. that's a good way of putting it mojo yeah 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 your when mojo's you your mo- not happy yeah my right. mojo's like at a medium yeah right now. that's what i think okay that was a good yeah mm-hmm. you you really brought that back yeah, yeah. Really brought that back. But yeah, what I'm saying is I feel like I don't have, yeah, I don't have my mojo. Yeah. But how do you regain it? I don't know. Okay, that's a good question. How do we get your mojo yeah. back? How did I get mine back? 
Um, I think it was like you went out, you kind of went out and like some hot guys like hit on you and you're like, felt like you were in control and got oh, your mojo yeah, back. Yeah, 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 that really hot one. Yeah. He's yeah. a scumbag. Yeah, he's the worst. <laughs> but still, very hot and could date anyone he wanted. So I was like, damn. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah. <laughs> so I need to put on a sexy Halloween costume. Yeah. Which I guess my Halloween costume this year wasn't like sexy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she dressed Joe up Dirt. as a man. Yeah, that was not Joe good. Dirt Klein, no. actually. What's his name? Is his name. Okay. Why don't we do something then? What? Why don't we <laughs> get you all jazzed up <laughs> and hit the town? Okay. And go somewhere where we can do so I can do some research on like a cute place. It has to be a cute place. <laughs> Gotta be cute. Where a lot of single men linger. And we can just go parade you around. Is it weird now, I don't want to be paraded around. Like, I don't want it to be, like, intentional. Like, oh, we got to go out and find a man. I just want to say, let's go out and peruse. Yeah, but we don't even want to find you a man. No, no, no. No. We just want you to to feel, like... Maybe just, like, to feel confident and, like, excited to go out and have a fun night rather than feeling like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I'm ready to go home. Let's do it. Let's make a date right now. Okay. It is Valentine's Day week. Is that a weird weekend to go out? Oh. A lot of couples will be going yeah. out this coming weekend. <laughs> Not going to have any mojo. That might kill my mojo. No. Yeah, because all the guys will be like with their girlfriends. Well, we're like, not going to, we won't do it on Valentine's Day. Or do you want to do it on Valentine's Day? But the weekend after is just as bad, I would think. I don't think so. No. That's mm-hmm. when we're going out. That's when my wife and I are going out. Oh. Well, I think a lot of couples are going out last weekend or next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So, so now the f- we're going to halt it for a week. We can try it, see how it feels, check out the vibe, check out the scene. But what I want to know, like, so we go and we're just like. No, we're going to like make a plan. Like we're going to get there and we're going to scout out who's there. And we're going to. People could see you right now. (laughs) We're going to scout out who's there. And then we're going to go and we're going to engage in conversation. Like Phoebe and, and Rachel status. Like when they went out. Oh, you know what I mean? When and they just were, like talk. And then she met the guy. Yep. And he called. Mm-hmm. And Ross intercepted. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. like that. We're just going to go talk to people. If we get numbers, great. If we don't get numbers, great. Or if we give numbers. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Give, get. Yeah. No, it's there's difference. Okay. <laughs> but I think it could be super fun. And just have no expectation of the night. Okay, I'm down. You only give numbers, you don't get numbers, Becca? No, I'm never like, hey, let me get your number. <laughs> no. That's Tanya, not. what about you? I'm yeah, sorry. Totally, that... I do. You get numbers? Yes. <laughs> Can I get your number in case you didn't get mine right, in case yours isn't? <laughs> and then she, like, checks it and then calls them to make sure it rings in front of them. And I'm like, I'm calling you right now. I'm calling you right now. Can Look at your, your phone. phone? <laughs> <laughs> man this seems like <laughs> so we're sure we want to go together <laughs> I'm just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding yeah yeah i know i'm i'm good just don't do that with anyone i won't with no, me just... around <clears throat> excuse me i did that after <laughs> i cleared my throat and then i touched the coffin <laughs> i was like what are you doing <laughs> have you um, done this before no this will be this will just be this is going to be hashtag bring back 
Becca's mojo. Okay, we should start a hashtag. Yeah, maybe a I should maybe I should do something where I like make a night to go out every week, like with That's aggressive. Maybe every other week, like to dinner with like girlfriends, oh, not okay. like a date. Okay, like that should be normal, right? <laughs> dinner with friends is that normal? Once a week seems like a lot. You don't go out with your friends once a week. Well, I can I can go with Brett or something. It doesn't have to. If you don't want to go, no, no, have... no. I don't. I'm saying, but like, does that do a lot of people? Is that normal? I feel like a lot of people oh, do, do like that? dinner at least once a week. Oh, okay, <laughs> maybe more, but <laughs> don't well, want to. Tanya, since you're clearly free, you can go with Becca. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. yeah. You're okay. not busy going out with your friends, obviously. Mm, nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want this. <laughs> so, what should the hashtag be? Um, I liked bring back Becca's mojo, oh. or how Becca got her groove back. That's a good hashtag. She's mad she didn't think of it. Like groove, but I just like Mojo. How Becca got her groove back. How long? Oh my god. <laughs> just never satisfied. <laughs> um, one of the reasons I don't like going out and being social is because I love my bed, which you know about me. Yes. You also love your bed. I love my bed. I love my bed even more now because I got the bowl and branch sheets that we've been talking about. Oh yeah. And sheets I watch make the <laughs> different (laughs) they truly do um i washed them and slept on them this week for the first time they're amazing they're already soft i don't have to i don't feel like i need to wash them a few more times to be ready what did i feel like you were sleeping on just like some clouds which i think clouds are really cold but these clouds are warm and And cozy yeah yeah um everything bowling branch makes is made from 100 percent organic cotton so they start off super soft so that's why they just start that way and then they just continue to get softer honestly though sheets make the biggest difference i had i bought a cheapy pair of sheets because i don't even know why i did i just saw some cute ones and i was like not even (laughs) in the mood for sheets and i used them and they were they like scratched me (laughs) they like scratched my skin and i was like where's my bowling branch (laughs) yeah bowling branch there's no scratch no i threw those old sheets right out yeah um, the good thing is you buy directly from them, so you're essentially paying wholesale prices. Um, luxury sheets can cost up to $1,000 in the store, but Bull & Branch sheets are only a couple hundred bucks. It's nice. Yeah. Shipping is free, which we love, mm-hmm. and you can try them for 30 nights, which you'll love every night of those 30 nights. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back for a refund. That's the best part. Yeah. So there's no risk and no reason to not give them a try. Um, to get you started, right now, my listeners will get $50 off your first set of sheets at com. promo code Becca. What color are the sheets that you got? They're white. Classic oh, white. Classic. Love it. Yeah. My sh- my bed looks so clean with them on right now. I bet. Yeah, they're fresh. Um, so go to com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com, promo code Becca. One more time, com promo code Becca. This is totally random, and, but I didn't watch Grey's this week because, oh. but listen, I'm going to tell you, you why. You didn't miss much. Oh, this come is, on. Wait, this is, I, I realized something. When I get on Twitter and on Thursday nights, I get a lot of tweets. If the episode's really good, it's like my whole time, like it's just like, Becca, are you watching Grey's? Are you watching Grey's? Oh my gosh, this is so intense. I can't wait to hear what y'all say about it on the podcast. This week, not one tweet. No one cared. And then um, I got messages, and they were like, did you watch Grey's? I didn't. It was so boring. It was so I'll probably watch it today because I have a lot of laundry to catch up on. But I'm trying to defend it 
and I can't remember what happened. <laughs> That's the problem. I <laughs> so can tell you right. exactly what happened. They're all... Po- <laughs> we do find... We, Arizona, uh, we see her leg. She, they like showed her leg. It's funny. They recently remembered that Bailey has a kid, and yeah. now they've remembered that, <laughs> yeah. that Arizona, Arizona does has not. one leg. Yeah. Yeah. So they definitely showed that. Um, so they're all basically trying to... It was what you read last week. They're all trying the to contest. find the different contests. But they are trying to do... Um, Jackson is trying to do spray-on skin. But then he changed his mind. Changed his mind. He's doing, uh, I, I don't even know. Something it's a with, more realistic female anatomy for transgender yeah, people. Yeah, it, but it's like taking some part of their, in, yeah. I'm not even going to pretend to know because it was a lot. It was over my head. Um, yeah. It was a bad episode. <laughs> I don't know if it was a bad episode. It was a bad episode. I just, why did they come out of the gate so strong with like so, like, I think it was like three or four back to back, like really good episodes. And it was then, really just two. Really? Yeah, because it just came back January 18th. No, but the finale was really good. So the winter finale was really oh, good. Oh, right, right. It was then... the girl that operated on her brain who sang. That was kind of good. That no? was last week. That was in this episode we're talking about. What? The girl who's singing and they'd operate on her brain. The one oh, yeah. I haven't watched? No, that was, yeah, this week. Yeah. It was oh. bad. It was bad. <laughs> okay. Oh, Mark's trying so hard. <laughs> Mark, I love like how much you try to defend Grays. I love Grays. I want I love it to Grays. be good. Even when that's it's not good, though, it's still it's like it's like you're going like you're home with family. Like. Right, that's exactly right. how I feel. Yeah. But it's like hard to get excited. Like I don't feel like I have to watch it live when right. I'm read. Like I'm not getting the response about it. You know. Yeah, the woman who was in before who came back and was growing tiny spleens in her body. Yeah, now she has more. I'm like <laughs> tiny spleens. Sounds cute. Little tiny. Cute. <laughs> yeah, it was one of Meredith's patients. I didn't mind it. I don't know. I wasn't bored. I didn't mind it. But oh. you're right. It wasn't terribly memorable, and it wasn't like, oh, I do wow. like Arizona and April are kind of into this. Um, They're trying to find a cure for, I guess, a lot of moms die giving birth. Yeah. Due to, I can't remember. What was it? Some medical term. Oh, what, was it how she lost that Matthew's he, patient or uh-huh. whatever? Wait, so is what's April's status right now? Is she... She's Did like, they address it? Yeah, she's like dating that weird intern. <gasps> she's dating the weird intern. No. Well, she's hooking up with the hooking weird intern. Hooking up, yeah. Oh. It's bad. I know. Oh, my God. Okay, I don't want to talk about it. It's that. beneath her. It's beneath her. Like She needs to be with Jackson. Yeah, they just need to get back together. Okay. Um, Going back to last week on the podcast. Oh, so yeah. much response. So many responses. We have so many emails that I don't think we'll get to all of them, but I want to do as many as we well, can. Well, let's do the reactions to last week first before we okay. get into the relationship questions. Like this one was very interesting. Which one? Alicia, who loved the loved the episode. Okay. She thinks you're a brave bear. She's great. curious if your relationship with Tanya is another example of what you described with not wanting to get too close. Sounds like your other friends are fine with you having some space, but Tanya's neediness is really challenging you and causing you to stake your claim for independence. Also, the way you make fun of her sometimes <laughs> could be an unconscious way of pushing her away so that you never let yourself get as fully close to her as you maybe secretly want. And maybe you're scared Tanya will replace you with a guy one day and you're protecting yourself in fear of that. Oh, wow. Alicia says she has lost friends because of this. She keeps them at arm's length because she doesn't want to get hurt and she's lost friends. She doesn't want it to happen to you guys. I do. You know, what? she brings up an interesting point about when people are single and then when they do go into a relationship. I think that your relationship with your friends changes no matter how hard you try to fight that. I think in the past, I have my relationship has caused me to com- completely like 
lose all my friendships. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't invest because I was completely invested in my one relationship. Because I have done that in the past, I will never do that again. I will always make my friendships such a huge part of my life. But it is interesting because I do think that there is a little bit of a shift, just naturally. Becca, you were giggling through that whole email, but what do you think? I'm, I just was giggling because she said, but Tanya's neediness, in quotes, as you call it, as if, like, I'm, like, <laughs> I wish I could read the email, I mean, the text from Tanya on a regular basis. It is interesting, though, because I feel like people that write us will always be like, I'm the Becca, or they'll be like, I'm the Tanya. Like, there's yeah. very, like, yeah. distinct... Yeah. Roles. Roles. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Um, the the thing with Tanya, Tanya is probably my only friend who can be as needy as she is and still remains one of my best friends. You know, like I don't know that I could have a whole slew of Tanya's. <laughs> so she is definitely like that because all of my other friends are more like me and they're in the sense they're independent and don't need like like if we hang out, we catch up right. You know, there's no text in between or like reassurance that we love each other. <laughs> and so I think with Tanya, it's more like I have to kind of shift my as much as I can, like my way of thinking to like have sympathy and empathy and compassion when she is a little more needy than my other friends. But I'm very playful and make fun of all my friends. It's not, I'm just sarcastic. That's not necessarily, I don't think I'm pushing her away. And I never am trying to be like. If Tanya got a boyfriend and all of a sudden you'd go a week or two without hearing from her, mm-hmm. would that hurt your feelings? Would that make you sad? I think she'd be relieved. <laughs> no, I would to be honest. I, I would hope that it wouldn't be so drastic right. that you, you know, I would, and I'd probably call you out and be like, hey, I obviously you're in a relationship now and that's where your focus is. But like, I do like, we're still friends. I'd hope that you would call me out if it was that drastic. Yeah, I would do that I to any of my friends. I never want to do that again. Like, I don't like when, when girlfriends lose sight of, and I feel like when you were with Robert, like, I mean, you were very fully invested in your relationship, and I still didn't feel like I didn't have enough attention from you. <laughs> so does Alicia have a point here or no? I see I see her point, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's necessarily the case in our friendship. Our, I, I, like, adore Tanya, and I let her know even when, like, we joke a lot about her neediness, and, right. she, and she is needy. Like, she'll say it, <clears throat> but... It's like, you know, we've kind of, it's like, okay, I, have a, I know who she is. She knows who I am. I know her personality. I know when it gets serious if she really needs my attention. <laughs> and until then, I like to just keep... <laughs> Yeah, like Saturday night, I really needed her. Oh, I was my watching... gosh. No, okay, yeah. I was going to bring this up. I was watching the Super Bowl episode of This Is Us, oh. and I was a mess. Oh. And I was by myself, and I FaceTimed Becca because I just, like, needed somebody to, like, talk me off a ledge, and I got the... You side buttoned her? No, I just let it go. Oh, you let it go. <laughs> I just oh, watched okay. it ring. Um, <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. I'm in Santa Barbara with my other friends. We're like dancing, being like silly in the hotel room. If I had answered and you were like sobbing on the phone from This Is Us, it would have really brought down the mood. Yeah. So I had to be like, okay, and then especially. But what if it was something serious? I would hope you'd text me and say, "Hey, I really need to talk to you." Okay, you're right. You're right. But then I get on Twitter and she's all, "I just watched this." (laughs) I'm like, "Oh my god!" I would have been so mad if I answered because she called me back to back twice, (laughs) and I was like, (laughs) 
That was a mess. Yeah, I've answered every time she's like been sobbing watching Denny die again. Mm. I'm like, okay, I yeah. This one's you're gonna have to call Paulina or something. <laughs> All right. Well, Bailey has another theory. Oh, oh Bailey. Which is great, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Okay, so she wonders if your feeling of independence and being in control of your own feelings could be a result of your relationships on The Bachelor. In those relationships, the guys were in control and you were not given any assurance or confirmation or affirmation in regards to your feelings. You could get broken up with at any minute, no matter what you did. I'm not sure I could be that vulnerable on a public platform, so major kudos to you. Also, is there any chance y'all could bring Robert on and get his perspective on all this? I'm rooting for both of you ladies. Thanks for bringing so much joy to so many people. Mm. Oh, that's oh, nice of so Bailey. Nice. Bailey. Um, that's interesting. That is a really interesting mm-hmm. question, Bailey. I've actually thought about that because it was such a weird, like you are in such a weird place on that show mentally and you don't have any of the control. And all these producers, like they're kind of telling you what you want to hear. And then next thing you know, you're in a limo being sent home, you know. And so it is kind of a weird mental, like it plays a game with your head, I think. However, on the opposite side of that, that show being on the show, it they really, those interviews that you do like that you see when it's just the person sitting in there those are like these mini therapy sessions where they really go into like why do you think you feel like this about like being closed off or whatever like so I think I opened up more on those shows even though it didn't seem I think more so on Ben's season because I was less like scared but on Chris's season it was like I remember getting done like getting home and being like wow I feel like I learned a lot about myself but um I don't know I wasn't I wasn't so invested in either of those relationships. But were you different? Like, if you can think about, like, your dating life before the show? Yeah, I I mean, I didn't have any. I was, was, like, crazy about this guy. We've talked about him, Dez. Like, I just thought he was the greatest. And I still think he's amazing. But I was so, like, consumed by liking him that I never really dated or really... I've always been kind of standoffish and like push guys away, I think. Push mm. people away. So it wasn't the show then? No, it wasn't the show. But I do think there's something about, I do, maybe there is something about the show that I feel like, oh, that rejection of like it could come at any point. Right. Like that opened my mind to thinking like you don't have control. Like you can lose control of the relationship at any point, regardless of the situation you're right, in. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah. I'm wondering if. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Wanna, I don't want to go there. You don't. Yeah. Wait, go. I'm wondering if the Des thing affected you more than you realized. Like him not like, wanting me back. Yeah, yeah. I would think that there was like a, there was part of that that was like, I I because after I remember having this thought after in between like Des and probably in between the Bachelor or whatever where I thought what a terrible feeling to want someone so much and not be able to do anything about it. Like, you don't have control of their feelings. Like, you only have control of your own feelings. Right. And what a scary thing that, like, you could really fall for someone and have those feelings for someone. And, and they could not fall for you. Yeah. It's so common, though. I know. Well, yeah, it's it's life. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it is what it is. But I remember thinking, like, what a helpless feeling to feel that way of, like, oh, I want that person so much and can't have them. And there's nothing I can do about it, no matter how how great I am. Feel right. I mean, yeah, to an extent, anyone, anyone who 
like someone who doesn't like them back. Right, That's right. that feeling. For those of us that don't know Dez, is there anything we should know about him? Is he from your hometown? Or Yeah, he's from my hometown. Okay. He's amazing. We're good. We grew up together. And then I, um, he like went off to college in, at Yale and I was in San Diego. So it was never like practical, but I just thought. But I did just, you date at one point, like in high school or anything? No, we just like would see each other when we were at home at the same time. Or did you ever tell him that you had feelings for him? Yeah, oh, okay. I was like a psycho, and he just it was like, I don't feel. No, the same like way. he liked me. It was just like never really enough to like do anything about it. You know, interesting. It was like he was so focused on what he was doing right in, in his life that it was like never enough to have like a across the country long distance relationship. But, like he liked me, right? You know, like we if we saw each other, you know, it was fine but we just rarely saw each other but um yeah I think there was like hmm. that I remember that feeling after like with the whole desk thing like oh like it's so frustrating it's so have, frustrating yeah to have feelings for someone yeah and you can't fix it is he off the market at this point or what do we know about him yeah I don't have any I don't know what, what his dating situation is, is he back in Louisiana or no is he? he's in New York okay oh. yeah friends on social media anything yeah we're okay. friends yeah okay. like we had he came in town recently and we went and had uh lunch and stuff and but you don't good. know if he's in a relationship i don't think he's in a, he wasn't at the time okay no interesting yeah so yeah what was the question i don't think the bachelor <laughs> no <laughs> but i do think there is really something to that like when you're when you really like somebody so much and they don't feel that way about you that really can leave a scar sure you well, yeah, it's like, do I go there again? Like, do I let myself be a little bit crazy again only to be, like, rejected or right. for the feelings to not be reciprocated? It's the worst. Uh, Jessica is mad at us. Oh. I'm mad at you, specifically, Becca. She's, oh. uh, she says, I'm an uncool 39-year-old woman who doesn't really know what a hashtag is. But Becca's text on Tanya's phone seems like a good, to use, good time to use one. Hashtag disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, she says, considering how much crap you all gave Tanya for her text when she won and the supposedly unlimited options of numbers in Tanya's phone book, I'm so disappointed that Becca texted her brother. Since Tanya is so bad at opening lines, this was Becca's chance to give her some balls. Ooh. Well, there's always next time. Thanks for a great podcast to help me through the week. That's Jessica. One of the elder listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I actually thought a lot about this because I was a little bit disappointed in myself, too. I felt like there was there were so many options for me to text on your phone, but also I didn't know if it would. I didn't want to do any damage to like potential yeah, love in my life. Not potential love, but just oh. like didn't want to do any like where you had to really climb yourself out of an awkward hole or something. I was thinking of you in that sense. So nice. Well, I feel like, and I also felt a lot of pressure because we were doing it in the moment, and I was like scrolling through your phone. And I was like. I know, and I have, like, Allison Schmidt in there. I don't even know who that is. Should have texted Allison <laughs> Schmidt. Who the hell are you? That's <laughs> yeah. true. I have I so many like, no- okay. names in my phone book that I don't even know half of them anymore. I feel like we should do another quiz, and I'll do better. Sorry for Okay, so next week I'll come up with another Grey's Anatomy quiz, or are we going to do a different quiz this time? Do one of This Is Us quiz. Yeah, This Is Us quiz. Tanya's caught up. Relevant. You're caught yeah. up. Yeah, but, like, I'm not, like, as invested in that as I am in Grey's Anatomy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good. Like I'll if win you were this like, one. what's <laughs> Randall's daughter's name? I'd be like, Tess and one other. I don't know the other one's name. Oh. Yeah. Do you? I By the way, <laughs> how do we feel about the future Tess? 
That was cool. I loved that. And she, when watching it back with my sisters, looked identical to like it was like oh, it was great. How did I not see this? Yeah, it was amazing. Tanya. How did I miss that? Ay, ay, ay. In the oh, Super Bowl Sunday episode, towards the end, no. we flash forward. Oh, yeah. Flash for our first flash forward on this is us to future tests. Remember, in the, she's getting she's a social worker and she's getting the little boy ready to go to the new family. And oh. then old Randall walks. Old in. Randall, old Gray Randall. I totally saw it, but totally missed that. Because I thought the episode was over, so I walked out of my room. But oh. I saw that. I thought that they were getting a new a boy. I thought that, that no, Randall that wasn't. That was that was, well, like, that missed, was all what? fake. <laughs> How do you, the last like thirty seconds of This Is Us are always yeah. important. You don't walk out. Oh, wow, I'm gonna rewatch. You probably missed that. so many endings. That was cool, <laughs> and I haven't seen the most recent one. It's because it, I need some recovery lot, time yeah. on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, but, I cried a lot. Yeah. I, like, I was prepared for the Super Bowl Sunday. Like, my I was, like, ready for the emotions, you know? Knew it was going to be sad. The next one after that, for some reason, just really, really got to me. My wife's kind of mad at me about the Super Bowl Sunday episode because we just, I just, the way that our deal works, once the kids are in bed, Amy takes a shower, and then she comes downstairs, and we watch the show together. Uh-huh. So she came down, and I turned on the show, like I do, and she claims I ambushed her. <laughs> that I should have warned her what we were embarking on. Like, you knew that this was this is us and that was happening. Like, I know, but I didn't get a warning. She was a mess. Yeah. I knew, yeah. So I don't know when we're going to watch the next one, but it might be a while. I was yeah. going to say, you might be, yeah. Um, and by the way, we should say that uh, all this reaction to the therapist, we do have a life coach coming up today to talk to you about. Oh, yeah. We, so we got the therapist. I don't really know. I mean, what was it? So we were talking about it. It was like a psychiatrist. Focus on your past and what got you to the point of how you think now. Right. And a life coach focuses on the future and how to kind of like work through those things to what your future goal is. Yeah. So we have Cherie Healy on the phone um, later on in the podcast, and she's going to give me some more insight to my emotional problems when it comes to relationships. Or emotional stability. Or emo- um, Becca might be getting it right. <sighs> But before that, mm. some of these emails, some really tough issues in these emails this week. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm, I'm like kind of tired of talking about my, my own yeah. issues, let's so talk let's talk about, about others. others. This is from Anonymous. I normally don't talk about this, but you guys are so nice and open that I feel comfortable sharing this with you. Oh. I'm 23, and I've never kissed a guy. When I was 13, I had a kind of boyfriend who wanted to kiss me, but I never did because of being afraid to do it the wrong way. Ten years later, still haven't had my first kiss, and this prevents me from getting to know guys because I'm too scared to kiss anyone, so I don't even go on dates. Right, she's like paralyzed. Everyone says your first kiss is messy, awkward, not good, hence my fear. Adolescence was the time to do this and get it out of my system and do it wrong, but I'm scared I'll suck at kissing for the first time and I'll mess up any date. Is the first kiss that bad? I need you guys to help me get over this awful and stupid fear. I love you so much, and I'm so grateful this podcast exists. I do too. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her because it it is one of those things that She's gets in, in her head. head. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I was in my head, and I was. I think I was sixteen when I had my first kiss, and I was. I remember <laughs> felt like we. He kissed me like like French kiss with his tongue, and I literally felt like I had just done the most dirty thing when I walked into the house. I was like can't tell mom his tongue was in my mouth <laughs> but it it i don't remember thinking like oh my god it was terrible yeah i liked I my first kiss can, i really don't think anonymous you can mess it up <laughs> like as long as you open your mouth no you don't oh, even you have don't to open your mouth, mouth. <laughs> i'm gonna like, tell her open your mouth no tell her <laughs> this is <laughs> 
lightly put your tongue in their mouth. <laughs> just gently, just a very gentle tongue. <gasps> Can't go wrong with it, right? <laughs> okay, first of all. I think first kiss, she doesn't, I think she just focuses on the lips and how the lips move, and you don't try to do too much with the tongue. That That's can not get, too like, much. She's gently rubbing his tongue. Uh, uh, <laughs> shouldn't she just follow his lead? Like, yeah, let right? him make the move. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's whatever like he's doing, do it back. Get that Okay. Anonymous, listen to Mark. <laughs> Follow his lead because most of the time, I'm assuming any guy that you kiss has probably kissed someone before. So follow what he does because he's just leading it and you can kind of see what he If he does a little tongue, give a little tongue yeah. back. If he does a lot of tongue, whatever you're comfortable with. <laughs> and here's the thing. If it's bad, it's like, oh, well, you did it. Whatever. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then the next one will be better. I know. I'm almost thinking of maybe you kiss a guy friend. Like, but that's just, her first kiss. Well, yeah. that's interesting, though. It's not a bad idea to practice it just, just because she's so hung up on this. I yeah, thought about like, That was my first suggestion. But then I was like, I think it's a, her first kiss. I don't know. This is such my a first movie. kiss was like drunk and didn't even remember it. So it's like. Mine was like in the driveway with the guy that I really liked and Des? snuck out of. No, Tyler. <laughs> Shout out to Tyler. Shout out Ryan Compton. <laughs> oh, you said so. You do remember? I know. I oh, he was drunk. Oh, he was drunk. I we was had drunk. him on the show to talk about it. Yeah. If I recall, that's the, so funny. Show. Should yeah. I call Tyler? And oh see what? yes, that's next. Do you have week. a number? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank, oh, look at this anonymous. You've got a whole bit for us. We shouldn't do it now. We could try it. While you're looking that up, my first kiss was a girl named Tina, and I think I made this noise. The whole time. It was not good. How does that even happen? I don't know, but it was embarrassing. Ew. Probably for her more than even for me. Yeah. But I also remember kissing a girl named Jamie, and it was her first kiss, and she opened her mouth so wide that I wasn't even sure where to begin. <laughs> Just like full. Like, like you're getting like she a... she was trying to I eat you? Like she's at the dentist. I'm like, I don't <gasps> think this is how this is supposed to go, but how do you say that to someone? Like, you're doing it wrong. I felt like mine was very simple. I don't remember there being any... I mean, it would yeah. be interesting to talk to him and see if he even remembers it, but um, yeah, I think you just do it. I'm not opposed to the guy friend thing. If she has someone that she's comfortable enough with, but that not every girl just has like a super close guy friend that she could be like. I know. Me... No, but it will help her get over this nervousness about it. And if that would help you, anonymous, I say do that. If not, I don't. Th- I personally think you shouldn't think about it so much. But yeah, don't think. Like about an, it. I feel like it's even more of an awkward conversation to have with a guy friend. Like, hey, um, that's what I'm saying. Unless it's like her best friend. Yeah. But that... it's such a rom com, isn't it? Like she has the friend kiss her, and, then what and they, they fall in love. <laughs> Okay, um, I love that idea. But if you don't have that, I think you go have a dinner's, dinner's, you have dinner and drinks. <laughs> what am I? I can't talk. You go and have dinner and drinks. <laughs> you the giggles just got into Becca's pants. <laughs> let, the, let him take the lead and make the move. That's my advice. All right, are we going to try Tyler? I texted him. but he, Oh, you did? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. This is so intriguing. What did he say? He said, what podcast, which I'm a little bit offended. Yeah, <laughs> Not cool, but. Scrubbing in, duh. Um, while we're waiting, let's do another email. Okay. Oh, also, I want to say anonymous. 
Thank you for trusting us and feeling comfortable yeah. sharing with us. We, like, we love literally it. have the best listeners. Like, I actually like, cried this weekend reading some of these messages. This one's brutal. This is Katie, and she has a really difficult decision. So uh, after college, she moved a couple of hours away from her family and her boyfriend, who is now her husband, for a job. She loves her job. Very close with her family, though, and she misses being near them. Some jobs have opened up near her family, so she could move back home. But she and her husband have been struggling with infertility and have been referred to a specialist. The insurance at her current job would cover fertility treatments. The job in her hometown would not. Do I move home and go into debt to have a child or miss out on my family memories and have a child debt-free? That is rough. Okay, wait. Say it again. This is her choice. Stay where she is and have insurance pay for her fertility treatments, but remain so far away from her family. How many hours away is she? She said uh, a couple of hours. Or does she move back home to that job? Fertility treatments would put her in debt, but her family's around, can help with anything. This is what I think. I think she stays, has, stays at her current job, tries to get pregnant, and, and gives it a certain amount of time. If she gets pregnant, then she, I feel like she should see if she can get pregnant with, because how many, can't you do like, it's like one round or something, and then you have to wait a while, and then you do another round. Yeah. Uh, I'm Fertility treatment. I think so. I don't, I don't know. Nah, I'm not. Like you do one round. I wish we knew, like, is the job offer not going to be, like, is it gone forever? I, don't, I mean, I think it's like most job offers. Yeah. It's it, not like it, it's going to come back. You never know. I mean, something could ha- open up again, but this is there now. My gut is telling me that she should be close to her family. And that um, sometimes those things, you know what I mean? Sometimes, like, these sticks and these Doctors say that your chances are so low, and you never know, you know? It's a tough one. I do like the idea of staying at the job until she gets pregnant and then looking around at possibilities back home. Yeah. Like, in these situations, you always want to try to leave it up to the universe as much as you possibly can. Yeah. And I'm not sure how to do that exactly, but maybe you just kind of stay the course for now until you get pregnant, and then you can just see what opens up, because if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all, like, in my head, like, my first thing is thinking this would be one of those situations where I, like, really pray about it and say, mm-hmm. like, sh- show me something that's right get, gives me an answer because there's not really, like, a perfect answer here. Because, obviously, if you're, if you're with your family while you're struggling through this, it's nice to have them around to, like, be with you and support you through it. Mm-hmm. However, if you have the opportunity to have a company pay for it it's but i have friends who struggled and got pregnant through fertility treatment and then they got pregnant without Without yeah yeah Yeah. this does moving home doesn't feel meant to be right now i think it will feel meant to be in the future when you have a baby and they can help you look after it i don't think it's happening right now that's my gut on this Mm. i mean this one that's a tough one this one's a tough one uh, all right let's move on to alexia who has been on and off with her boyfriend for four and a half years now. They were each other's first, but not only, because they've been on and off. Oh, right. Got it? Okay. As the relationship has grown, they've become more serious about marriage on the horizon, so she's talked to him about not having sex until they're married, even though they've already had sex. Sex before marriage has always been a big deal to me and something I've wanted to save. Even though we've obviously messed that up, I like the idea of honoring this practice for the time that we do have left. 
Whenever I bring it up, he goes along with it and says, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then does not honor that later. And then he gets hurt when I bring it up in the moment. So what are y'all's thoughts? Am I silly for wanting to do this so late? Should I let it go? How do I really get him on board? By the way, I'm from Texas. We're both 23. Love the podcast. Becca, you should definitely be the next Bachelorette. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> to that last part. Um, I mean, I would love it. <laughs> I, this is, I totally relate to this. Well, like, well, just like being with someone and you've already gone to that place and then you're like, well, I want to, I want to wait. Like, I want to save myself. And it's like, you've, you've already feel like, all right, we already messed that up, like waiting. So what's the point now? But I think there is, and like Tanya and I have talked about this, like wanting to make that decision and honor it and like really stick to it. Cause you haven't up until this point, which is fine. It, it's like, if, if you're okay with that. But if you if you in your heart like genuinely want to wait and he loves you and wants to honor you, then he should be willing to wait with you. Yeah. I think that um it does make it harder once you've gone there though. Tiny's got a good perspective because she's not a virgin and yet she wants to now save herself for marriage. Correct. Um it's interesting because like it is a decision that I made for myself. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that I decided that I wanted to do. And, um, but it is, I also haven't gone to that point with anybody since I've made that decision. Do you know what I mean? Like, or I it has gone like to that a, intimate. Yeah. Yeah. So, right now, it, it's, it, I don't want to say it's come easy, but it's like a decision that I made and it's a decision that I want to honor. Um, but I haven't been put into a compromising position. But I do think that if it's something that's important to you, I think that you should talk to him about it. And I don't think that, you you know what I mean? The like, oh, well, we've already, I, I think that, you know, everybody, I don't want to say makes mistakes. It's not saying, saying that you sleeping with him was a mistake, but if it's something that you really want to, to do, I don't think the fact that you have slept together should change that. I think you should wait until you get married and, and, it, and honor that to yourself. I think there's a, a value in, um, What's the word? Delayed gratification. I'm going to give you the guy's perspective on this. Okay. Why? What's the point? We've already done that. Why can't we just keep doing that? You, it's not your first time. We've already been through. If I'm this guy, I don't get it. And honestly, I'm sitting here right now reading this. I don't get it. But would, if, she, if that's what she wanted, would you be, would you be I like, I think oh, I'd have a hard time with that. Really? Yeah. I know. It's hard because... Like, I think you have to almost go into the relationship knowing. Does that make sense? Yes, I do think so. Yeah. Like, like you can't, you're saying like it can't be like you bring that on halfway through? Yeah, kind of. I get, here's what I get. I get wanting to save yourself for marriage. I get that. I even get Tanya's situation where I've done it before. Not that she regrets doing it, but at right. this point she'd like to not do that right. again. I get that. I don't get, here, let me give you an example, Tanya. We know that you've been with nine men. <laughs> you've said that on the radio on more than one occasion. Yeah, on accident. <laughs> on accident. <laughs> this is how this came up, by the way. We were doing like, it was like a, uh, I'll never forget it, because my mom texted me. It was like, seriously? The funniest um, There was like a stat, and it was like, women uh, around the age of 30, the average woman has slept with 10 people or yeah, something. Yeah, right, something like that. No, it was eight. I can't remember. It was some number. And, and Ryan literally turns to me and he goes, Tanya, is that right? And I was like, yeah. I was like, no, that's not my number. And I was no, like. No, de you're definitely less uh, yeah. than okay. 10. <laughs> definitely less than 10, but more than eight. <laughs> <laughs> I 
That didn't seem like an accident. <laughs> it was, though. Like, it came out so, I think the number was 10. So I was like, no, no, I've done less than 10. Oh, but then I think the number was 8. That's what it was. Yeah. The number was 8. If it, what about you, Tanya? Oh, I've been with more than 8. But less than 10 because oh. she suddenly <laughs> wanted to be like, I want people to think I'm promiscuous. Right. Definitely less than 10. No double digit. Yeah, right. Yeah. But since then, we found out that she wants to keep it there. Yeah. So my question for you so is you, this. So the husband... You're number planning, 10. yeah, number 10, wow. But let's, what if the man of your dreams turns out to be one of the previous nine? Ooh. And That's, you said to that person. Oh, because we've already slept together. Yes. I would say I'm, I don't, I want to save this for marriage. You, you, you would stick to it in that situation. Yeah. Knowing that that's going to be weird for him since you've already done that. Y- yeah. Okay. Well, I, my only advice for Alexia is you, you better want this real bad because it's going to be an issue for him. So if this really means that much to you, then stick to your guns. But really but think under, about how much it means to you. Well, I was going to say, if, if it really means a lot to you, stick to it. But also understand why he might get his feelings hurt or be, yeah. it, it'd be hard for him. Like, you, be empathetic towards why he might be confused or, like, frustrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... Maybe you guys can get married soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get married this month. <laughs> I mean, uh, where are we on Tyler? Think of the Wait. fear of marriage. And t- Tyler says he has five to ten minutes. So oh, let's okay, call great. Him. Let's, let's call, him. call him. Okay, calling. Yeah. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Rebecca. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I was just calling. Um, well, we have Tanya on the line. We have Mark on the line, and we have Easton on the line. Tyler, we're, we're my ta- man. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about. We got an email from a listener, um, and she has not had her first kiss yet. So we started. We got on the topic of first kisses, and I didn't think that mine was that bad. I she, it has like a tip. A people have a typical you know thought process of thinking the first kiss is awkward and messy but i wanted to get your if you even remember what the first kiss i remember remember. yeah what did you think i want to hear about yours first well i i thought i remember we were out in my driveway that's correct yeah we were standing we were standing by the car i used to sneak out to go see tyler it was like the most rebellious thing i ever did um did your parents say to me yeah, my parents, well, I don't know why they didn't like you, but they didn't. <laughs> um, Wait, Tyler, was Becca your first kiss as well? No. No, uh, no it was, it was, you said that you thought it wasn't that bad, but you were definitely short and awkward about it. Yeah, I was, it scared me. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, it was, it was similar in the sense that I had built it up, you know. I think I was. And then you, and then you ran away. Did I run? I mean, it wasn't a run. It was kind of like a brisk walk, <laughs> like back inside. Yeah. Well, how, how old were you? I was That's a good question. Sixteen. You said 16? I think I was sixteen, but I may have could have been fifteen. No, I think I was sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Wait, this says a All lot. All I know is that you you had definitely built it up to be a big deal because I think I had attempted a few other times and you like turned your cheek a couple <laughs> other times. I and think. Then, and then once it happened, you like shortened shortened the experience by like doing the cheek turn again, and then you briskly 
walk inside. <laughs> I was telling them. I remember because as soon as like your tongue went in my mouth, oh. I was like, <laughs> I feel like I just did something really bad. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we're talking about tongues and mouth. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just want, really the one to get the details of this. Yeah, for sure. So it was great for you, is what you're saying. Yeah, basically, basically <laughs> you're good. saying it was a 10 out of 10. I, I thought I scared Becca. I thought that she didn't enjoy it. Oh, wow. I do have to say, though, this conversation was really enlightening. The fact that you kissed him and ran away. Yeah, this is the story of my life. Yeah, yeah. 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 Once Becca, always Becca. Yeah. Uh, did this lead to more kissing between the two of you? Mm. Your face? What do you got? The fun. Uh, I not a lot. Not yeah, a lot? No, not a lot. So maybe she didn't like it. So. Like the, just... You don't remember makeout sessions with Tyler? Not no. a ton of those had. No, no, we didn't not have a lot of makeout sessions. <laughs> All right. But yeah. Well, oh. Tyler, thank you for... Now I, now I feel like... <laughs> We have more insight into who I am as a person. Totally. This all like brings things all back around full circle. So Awesome. Well, I'm it, glad I could help. Yeah, thank you for, for taking time to rehash with me, with us. If y'all need anything else, just call me. Oh, all right. Thanks, have Tyler. a good day. <laughs> bye. All right, bye-bye. He remembers a lot of detail for it not being his first kiss. I remember a lot of people I've kissed. Yeah, I mean, I remember most of my first kisses. You only had one. I'm sorry. I remember a lot of oh, my first kisses with guys. You know, right, like the right, first right, kiss right. with each guy. But I do have to say, I am glad that we called Tyler because I think we really like got a little insight into sixteen-year-old. But Becca. let me tell you about. I was scared because my parents didn't really like me hanging out with him, mm-hmm. and I really don't know. It was I don't really know why. Or who knows? He could have like not made the basketball team. Um, I don't think that was a problem, but um. But that's sweet that at sixteen, your first kiss was such a big deal to you. I think that's sweet because so many sixteen-year-olds are doing so much more than that. I know, like it was very special yeah. to me, and that's why with this girl, even though she's twenty-three and like it's like just like you said, paralyzed in her head about it, I think that it is special still. Like it's a first kiss, and it should be something that she remembers and like has whether it's awkward and terrible or like the best thing of her life Mm -hmm. it should be like a moment you know i know i mean how old are people now and getting like like seven well actually i've heard that it's going in the other direction somewhat it's not uh totally going in the other direction but i've heard that 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 less kids are uh, experimenting sexually than they used to be oh that's nice there's less teen sex less teen pregnancies than before for whatever reason oh News. I think that is good news. Yeah, I remember in sixth grade when I uh, this guy asked me how. Do we already talk about this, about this? How far I would go, and I didn't know there was in between like sex and kissing. <laughs> no, <laughs> and so I said everything, but I think I said something like everything but the bed. Like that's what that was my response. <laughs> so then it was oh, like this okay. whole thing that I was just like down to do it all. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I would just meant kissing, right? That's all I meant. <laughs> Holding hands, kissing. Right. Maybe Here some... it is. Today's youth, oh. ages 13 to 19, compared to those in previous decades, are less likely to engage in adult activities, including alcohol, dating, sex, driving a car, and getting a job. Wow, that's so getting a job. So yeah. Not the job thing. Right. 
But it's all, I think it's all part of the delayed development of millennials these days. They're living with their parents longer. They're putting off jobs longer. They don't care about getting a car at 16 because they're getting rides everywhere. Yeah, true. All part of that delayed development is, is factored into this. Great. Interesting. Well, um, part of me getting my um, mojo back mm-hmm. is kind of getting um, fit. Yeah, I want to totally. get fit. I've wanted to get fit for a long time. It's just actually doing it, mm-hmm. leaving my house to do it. Um, but with Beachbody workouts, you don't have to leave the house. Um, Beachbody is an online fitness streaming service that gives you unlimited access to a wide variety of highly effective world-class workouts personalized to meet your needs. So That's why I think it's so awesome because, like, some days, like, and I like to work out, but some days, you know, you want to have, like, a little bit lesser of a workout. You don't want to go at a 10, and you can – pick like yoga or weight training or like there's like different types of workouts that you can choose from so it's actually really nice I know it's really nice and you can kind of choose if you don't want to focus on your abs you can do just your legs or just your arms Um, and also it includes extensive nutritional content so that's all of it's proven to help you people achieve their health and health and fitness goals which I struggle with both fitness and health because they say that the abs are made in the kitchen yeah. Mm. I always get a little like stressed out when people say it's more about how you eat rather than how much you work out cuz yikes. Um but this is convenient cuz what you'd be a pop tart. Yeah. Cuz <laughs> oh we got to talk about that in a second. Um but Beachbody um has it all. So you can kind of follow their guides and kind of choose what you want to focus on and it's all right there on demand. Yeah, that's um, the key word is on demand cuz yeah. convenience it's accessible on your computer or any device. You don't have to go to a gym or schedule a class. And your annual subscription is cheaper than a gym membership, like the one I'm still paying. <laughs> um, Beachbody On Demand has programs for any fitness level. There are over 600 different workouts. Ranging That's amazing. From, yeah, 600 different workouts. Yeah. Ranging from cardio to weight training, yoga, low impact, and dance, if you really want to get down. Um, you actually need to give the service a try. It's so fun. It's easy. It's it's ideal for anyone who doesn't like to go to the gym or leave the house. Yeah. Um, and it is like a, it's a big step, you know, like you're investing in yourself. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Very important. Yeah. Um, right now you can get a free trial membership when you text Becca to 303030. You will get full access to this entire platform for free. All the workouts and nutrition information for free. So all you have to do is text Becca to 303030. And that's Beach Body on Demand. So I'm sorry. If you, what should you text to thirty thirty thirty? Becca. Thank you, Mark. I was panicking trying to figure out how we could do <laughs> me too. that. I did. I mean, I panicked. I saw the thirty thirty, and then beat down. I was like, oh, I can't do it. I'm not gonna do it. Okay. So last week we had a psychiatrist on yes. to analyze mm-hmm. me and my emotional state with relationships, and we had a breakthrough. We did have a breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this week we have. Um, Sheree Healy, who is a life coach. Uh-huh. And I would like to know the difference because I'm, I can get all the, I'd like, I can, I'll take all the help I can get. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Sheree, we're so happy to have you. How are you? I'm so good. It's great to be here. Thanks. Yeah. So I'm just like a slightly emotionally distant person and need any advice that I can get on yeah. how to break Well, down. let's set the OR room up for her. <laughs> wow. So let's really break it down for her. What What is it? Let's, like, you know, set the scene. I'm setting it? Yeah. Okay, so I tend to have 
invisible emotional walls up, but I haven't been able to quite figure out where they come from or or what's caused them. Um, we kind of discussed with a psychiatrist last week that I am um, nervous. You're going to get stuck. Yeah, I'm nervous of getting stuck in a relationship. Like if I choose to get married and commit to forever, I'm scared of what happens down the line if we get to a place where I feel stuck. <laughs> right, right. Okay, well, let's break this down. The difference between the psychiatrist and, like, what I do, uh-huh. uh, there are lots of different flavors of life coaches, but I would say the probably simplest difference is that I'm really looking at moving forward. You know, sometimes in psychiatry, psychology, we look at what got you to where you are today. Uh-huh. We look at the past, whereas I'm like, you're at point A, you want to get to point B. You probably want to be in love or free in a relationship, not having this fear of being stuck anymore. And so we look at how do we get you there? And I call myself like another term for life coach in my mind is possibilitarian. That's what I call myself because oh, I like I'm that. really obsessed with unlocking all the possibilities for you, right? There are all kinds of ways we could figure this out. So that's really what I'm good at. Well, good. I, like so, I said, I like that. Yeah, it's great. It just feels like you have these fears or these sort of invisible walls for a very good reason. I believe there's always a great reason, right? And we could do all kinds of digging to figure out why they're there, or we could just sort of look at, I have a couple other questions for you. Like, what what do you think relationship means to you? What does it equal? If you get into a relationship, does that equal I'm eventually going to be stuck? Oh. Actually, maybe a little, not, I think maybe the thought that comes is that initial what happens if I get stuck. But I also think I think, I I think my thing is when I think of a a good relationship is both parties being happy and willing to compromise and in a like good communication. That's kind of what I think of and just adding happiness to each other because I'm pretty content and happy on my own, so I've never thought of a relationship as someone to complete me. I've always thought of it as someone to add to me. And so if if a relationship causes more stress and anxiety of feeling stuck, then in my head I'm like, that's not adding to me. Right. Exactly. And I think that's a great measure. It should be that this is life enhancing, right? Mm -hmm. It actually brings something to each other that we couldn't get on our own. Otherwise, we'd all be single. Right. Right, so what's the ultimate goal of relationship then? The ultimate goal is just to be able to give each other happiness. Right, to have a companion. Yeah, and if you had this idea that, oh, my God, what if I get stuck, though? I'd answer that question. What would I do if I get stuck? Let's stare that straight in the face and be like, if that's the worst-case scenario and you got married and you felt like, oh, my God, I am now stuck, what would you do? I don't know. I think that's that's where I struggle because part of me, if I'm committing to forever with someone and that's what I choose when I marry them, then I would hope that I would work through that feeling of being stuck and figure out why I feel that way. Yeah. 
that's what you commit to then. You don't commit to like, I think the idea of forever just right there is a whole lot of pressure. Yeah. And it's a, it's a blueprint that we all have. Like we all have this idea of forever. It's what our culture says we should do. But maybe if you looked at, all right, well, I will just become the girl who learns all the ways to have great communication. I'll learn all the ways to bring happiness in relationship. I'll learn about this guy and what he uniquely needs. And I'll do all those things. Like there's just a skill gap that a lot of us have, right? Because we didn't learn this stuff in school. Like I would be really so much better off as I think most of us would have if like right alongside calculus, like life skills, you know, and communication 101 and things like this. So we just as adults get to go out and find teachers and people who've learned these things and and know that whatever block you hit, whatever wall you come across, you'll find a way to take it down if you love that guy. Right. I think that's kind of what the, well, and the conclusion in my head is maybe it's not so much about, I mean, I think there are definitely walls and things that I need to work on as an individual and how I think of relationships, but also mm-hmm. could be as simple as I haven't met the right person that I'm ready to make that commitment to. Amen. Because I've heard a couple of the other podcasts and I know about, is it Robert? Is that the one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Kind of missing for a while. Right. Yeah. I think that he he would have had that impact on you, that effect that I call like resonance, right? When somebody comes in and they literally amplify you, they make you like a greater, happier, you know, more relaxed version of yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in that way, you'd do anything for each other, you know, and it would be simple. Like you just see certain blends, right? Certain couples come together and it's just like, wow, so natural. And others have to work so hard. And I think that when that guy waltzes into your life, a lot of those fears are going to go away. Right. A lot of the walls, because there's a protection up, right? Some people make us feel like we need to go into protect mode and, and the right guy is, is, I mean, it may not be instantaneous, but when he learns you, there are ways in which you'll just relax. Yeah. And right now I feel like you have this need for comfort and certainty, right? You love being home a lot. You love your life. Like you've said, you have this dating apathy, right? Because your life's already so great. Right. And you've got it kind of dialed. So the only way to shift out of that is if somebody came into your life that made like, say, love or fun and excitement sort of more important than the comfort mm-hmm. and the, the vibe that you're already in. Yeah, I agree with that. And that's why every, you know, there's the, the positive side of the way my personality works is that when someone does come that affects me differently, it'll be very noticeable rather than if I was just excited about everyone. <laughs> 100%. I think, yeah, then all of a sudden you'd be like, off the couch, let's go, you know? Yeah, or he'd I get be off on your couch. couch and would blend right into your life, you know? <laughs> well, and that's where I think the problem ever. What do you think the problem <laughs> Tanya, what do you think the problem is? Well, I think that was the the issue. What? It wasn't so much that I, th- I don't think you're ever going to, truly, I don't think you're ever going to be like, oh, 
goo goo gaga, like I'm obsessed with a person. I want to spend every second with them. I think you need somebody that's going to balance you out. And I think that the two of you just didn't see eye to eye on things like that. If that makes sense. See what you're saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he wanted you to be one way and you wanted it to be another way. And you neither, neither one of you were willing to compromise. Right. Like and neither, yeah. neither one of us was wrong. Correct. Because right. you both wanted what, oh. what you want. Yeah, like we both yeah. had desires, what we wanted in a relationship, and they just didn't match up. Match up. Totally. Yeah, and you know what would be like the most loving, wonderful thing if we all did this when we first meet someone is compare notes on that. Like, what is it that you're looking for? You know, we don't share the vision that we have for a relationship or really what we're looking for because we're too afraid to ask or just feels awkward to put that out there early on. But that would save us a whole lot of time and heartbreak, I think. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, but I think, I mean, I went into that one knowing that, you know, I, I he knew my personality type and it was kind of almost like, let's let's see if, being, since I had never really been in a serious relationship, it was like, I don't know how I act once I'm in a serious relationship, so let's see how it goes. So there was, it was weird because we were friends and he knew my personality. It was just kind of, you know, we got to a place where it didn't work. <laughs> I have a question well, yeah, for you. Sorry. Yeah. My question is, uh, your parents, you've mentioned, are in a perfect relationship together, 30 years, each other's best friend. It's such a great marriage. Do you feel pressure to live up to that? Do you feel like there's no way you could ever have a relationship that's as perfect as your parents, the one you've seen your whole life? No, I've never felt pressure like that. Okay, I rescind the question. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's kind of like I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm like a separate person than them, you know, like there's they met at a very different time in the world and life and I think things are very different now and with my generation but I think that's I've always been like oh I'd love to have that but I've never felt like oh if it's not like theirs then people ask me that too they say are you do you think you're scared to be in a relationship because you're going to get divorced like your parents and how you know and I'm like no I loved my like I loved my parents together I loved them divorced like I loved the whole thing so that was never like, to me, divorce doesn't equal pain. It's interesting because I just feel like right. our parents uh, affect every relationship right. we have. Right, Because that's agree. the one that we saw the first 20 years of our life. Totally, yeah. yeah I think that's very true. Well, I think we got yeah, some answers here. I get, too, that, Becca, you're about freedom, right? You don't want to be stuck. And I think the ultimate relationship frees you to be, like, the best version of yourself. And I ended up in a situation where I had said I was never going to get divorced. Never, 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 because my parents did. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to avoid that with my kids. Ten years in, I realized we absolutely had to get divorced. And we just engineered this incredible best friend, modern family, happy, we still go on family vacations with our kids kind of situation. Because I was like, I'm not going to do it the broken way. So I'll just do it in a way that's really beautiful. I call him my husband. I don't even <laughs> want to call him my ex. <laughs> and and there's just, if you, if you just own that you're always going to be free, somehow you'll always find a way. I think that enables you to be much more fluid in whatever comes. Yeah. I mean, I think, I feel like we got a lot of, I feel like I got a lot of information. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> to process this thing. Process this. All right. I have a little bit of a list. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, anytime, uh, you guys. It was great. And then you have a website. Will you tell everyone your website? I do. It's com, and it's spelled C-H-E-R-I-E-H-E-A 
L-E-Y. And I'm really just about helping people soak all the possibilities in life, love, and work. I love that. Well, thank you for joining us on the show, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, that was it. What are you doing? I sent a tweet out to Ryan. I said, Ryan Seacrest, I just love you so much. Thank you for literally being the greatest brother in the world. And he responded, I said, happy to be your big bro and potentially Tim Tebow's brother-in-law. Did he Did he actually tag Tim Tebow? Well, then he's oh definitely going to know about this. Oh, my gosh, for sure. Wow. <laughs> that is a breakthrough moment. You're so red. Because <laughs> it's, like, embarrassing. It's so funny. <laughs> All right, uh, Becca, you wanted to say something about Pop-Tarts, I think. Yeah. Okay, so my favorite Pop-Tarts growing up were the chocolate vanilla Pop-Tarts, and they discontinued them at some point in my life, like like a few years ago. And I've just been very upset about it. And they brought them back as like a 50th anniversary or something. And, and then the they, fact that you know this is And like- then they took them back away from me. So the other day, I'm randomly thinking about these Pop-Tarts. I'm like, I'm going to tweet them and see if they like have any intention. You may have a problem. Okay, yeah. Who's okay. randomly thinking about a certain flavor well, of Pop-Tarts? Well, because someone wrote me about a Pop-Tart, and then I like <laughs> yeah, started you know thinking what? about it. I don't even judge it, because I get this excited about the farmer's market. So like, Okay, thank I, you for relating to yeah. me. Yeah. Okay, so I tweet them, and I'm like, dear Pop-Tarts, please bring back the... Um, chocolate vanilla pop tarts they were my favorite I was like imagine loving something for so long and then it being taken away from you it's just like Jack Pearson <laughs> like please <laughs> nice. bring them back nice. yeah literally I just happened to go click on their page the first tweet is guess who's back and it was the chocolate vanilla pop tarts they posted it 11 hours before I wrote wow. that tweet so it's almost Is like that the synergy. Answered, yeah. You've eaten so many Pop-Tarts that you've like become one with them. I know. I'm like in sync with yeah. them. So when are they bringing them back? It says they're back. So I got to go to the store and check it out. Should I try one of these? Yes. With butter on it. I'll have I hope butter. Teddy's oh. listening to the this. The vanilla one with butter it's on it? It's chocolate vanilla. It's chocolate like crust and it has like cream, like vanilla cream inside. Okay. Oh. I'll try one bite. <gasps> I'll try one bite. I yeah. would try. I mean, I love, I love hot. I don't eat them, but I love pop tarts. I would not butter. We have my toasters Pop-Tart. here. Oh we my do. gosh, I'm bringing. Yeah, please, just one bite with butter. It's okay. one bite. Do one right. bite. Right. If I'm right. gonna do it, you can. Do okay, it. fine. Yeah, okay. true. Um, also, you don't like the s'mores ones? Those are. That is so just. Cute. I'm more apple. Uh, apple's oh. great. Oh, I don't, I, he likes pies. Like Mar- I do Mar- like pie <laughs> over cake. I do like pie over cake. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. We need to wrap. He's got issues. But first. What are you guys doing for Valentine's Day? It's actually very sweet what you guys are doing for Valentine's Day, so talk about that. I'm very excited about Valentine's Day this year. We're going to uh, Children's Hospital in Orange County. Making Valentine grams. Yeah, with all the um, chill. I hope there's going to be, what, are we going to oh, be yeah. like in the little studio? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, every time I've gone down there, I leave feeling just so grateful mm-hmm. and like they are, it's it's something very special that they have down there. Yeah. And Kara. We should shout out to Kara. Kara is an actual angel um, that lives on Earth. I So I was studying in college when I went to s- school. I, that was my major was to do what Kara does. And after like being around her and seeing what she does, I'm like, she's everything I'd want to be if I were in that position. Yeah. So strong, though. Like, so strong. So strong. What have we decided? Gray's quiz next week or something? I guess we do have to do Gray's, right? 
I took the hardest Grace quiz the other day. I got two answers right. Oh, wow. It was bad. Yeah, I think great. Come on. Okay, another Grace Anatomy quiz next week, and this will be the ultimate one because, and then we'll actually. I'm going to, I'll get down and dirty on Tanya's Scott. It won't be an anticlimax like the last couple of events. No, no. That was just a practice round. Well, start thinking about what you're going to do because. I'm going to. We need to make it great. I need great. to look through your phone to really see who my options are. Good luck. And will you watch last week's Grey's, or are you just going to skip it because nobody seemed to watch it? Oh, no, I'm totally going to okay. watch it. Right. I, I just, like, I didn't, oh, oh, this is what happened. I So it came on Thursday night, and I wasn't home to watch it live, and then uh, the next day to watch it on Hulu, my Wi-Fi was out all day. Mm. And then I went to Santa Barbara, so that's why I haven't watched it yet. Mm. Wait, what else um, are we going to do before next week? Oh, we're going to go out. We're going to get your mojo back. Oh, yeah. Hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, going to do that. Um, I wanted to say a quick thank you to our guest, life coach Sheree Healy and Tyler, my first kiss. Thank you for reaffirming that I have always been emotionally distant. <laughs> I was going to say stunted. I was but... going to say stunted too, but I was like, that's harsh for myself. Um, thank you for all your emails. We literally live for them. Yeah. They're our favorite part of the show, I have to say. Um, please keep sending them in, scrubbing in at iHeartMedia.com. Next week, we'll do another Grace quiz. We'll check the status of my mojo, see if we got anything back. And until then, time of death. <gasps> oh, no. 13.05. Oh. <laughs> I get so sad when it's over.